This program contains material that is to be used as a reference tool only. The content of this program is not intended to be a fully comprehensive legal or process reference and may not contain material that is suitable for all scenarios. All advertising must be reviewed by compliance before it is used. Opinions provided on this program are those of the program participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the American National Family of Companies and or its subsidiaries. This is the American National Focus Markets Podcast. When we say markets, we're talking about people. Don't ever underestimate the power of your impact and your influence. Y'all represent the good, strong building blocks of an insurance organization. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the American National Focus Markets Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vale. In studio with me, I have from marketing, Janet Brooks, our commercial lines market manager. Hello, everyone. And from the Great Plains region, Valerie Eisenman, our ag and commercial field specialist. Hi, all. And from Wilbraham, Massachusetts, we have American National Agent Sean Rooney. Now, Sean, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I am a um, agent up in the Northeast um, where we really do spend a lot of time trying to prospect and call on contractors. Um, I began my insurance career actually as an adjuster, uh, personal lines, commercial lines, disability claims, um, worked as an outside claims adjuster on property claims and decided I could uh, help more people do a better job as an agent. Great, Sean. And um, just so the audience knows, this specific episode, we're focusing on um, landscapers. So, um, you know, in this this scenario, we've already identified the market that we're working in and the specific type of contractor. So, Sean, how would you typically identify the landscapers that you would want to contact? Well, I actually reached out to a couple of my colleagues to, to see if I was, uh, or at least if they were thinking along the same lines I were. And in a word, look for trucks. If a landscaper's got a couple of trucks, you can see where a couple of crews might be out working at somebody you want to call on. Uh, if for no other reason, it's um, hopefully a larger account, it can make sense for you. But if they've got a bunch of different trucks and they look like they're in good condition and they got a lot of crews working, they're probably pretty successful and do a good job of what they do. Well, you know, that really leads into the the second question I kind of had in my mind for you is that, um, you know, is there anything when you, you first meet them, you mentioned the condition of their equipment, their trucks, is there anything um, right from the bat that you might notice that would make you not want to work with them um, outside of the condition of, of their equipment? Well, and that sort of follows along the lines of, you know, how many guys they got working for them, um, the condition of their vehicles. If they don't have or if they've got a slew of negative online reviews, um, probably somebody that you you want to avoid. So again, you're, like you mentioned, you're looking at the condition of the equipment, the tools, equipment, the trucks that they have, looking at the company's reputation. Well, not that it's a great benchmark, but you know, if you can go to a Facebook page and they don't have a lot of people supporting them, chances are you may not want to do business with them either. So which websites are you looking at for those reviews? Is it just like Yelp or Facebook? What, what um, sites do you prefer to go to? 
yeah, I mean, I think a Facebook page speaks volumes because it's, it's out there. You can't make a lot of changes to it. I think Google reviews are pretty good. I think they do a better job than some of the pay-for-use sites like Yelp. Um, it, it, you know, it speaks volumes if, if they've got dozens of reviews and they're all pretty positive versus maybe only a handful uh, where they're, they're not talking with their clients. They're not trying to improve themselves or build themselves in the marketplace. It's maybe something they're just not paying attention to, you know, question what else they're not paying attention to when they're working. So if, if you see these trucks, are you just taking the number off of them? Are you going up to them in person and meeting with them? What is your approach that you prefer? There's both. I have um, jotted down numbers or taken a quick photo when sitting at a stoplight. If I see a landscape contractor and you can get his number, um, I pulled up next to somebody at a gas station and you know, asked them two, three questions about their business and handed them a business card and asked them if I could follow up. They're happier to get that sort of interaction than a cold call. I don't mind cold calling. I'd say the vast majority of the landscapers that I've placed has been a result as a, a, of a cold call. Um, and then if you see him out working somewhere, stop, ask which one of them owns the company. He'll gladly put his hand up. He probably thinks you want him to mow his lawn anyway. Um, you know, mow your lawn, sorry. And they're happy to talk to you. It's a different interaction than a cold call, which again, I don't mind doing. But any one of those, any one of those works. And more than a cold call, you're immediately put in the face with a name. They can see you as a person instead of just somebody trying to sell them something. Okay. And, and I'm going to bring Janet in here just to bring it back a little bit. So Janet, from a home office perspective, going along with the, the websites um, and tools that we have, what technology or tools do we have um, available to our agents from marketing perspective to help with identifying these potential clients? Yeah, Jeff, we do have on Agent Central the ability for agents to access a prospect list. And it's pretty simple. Uh, you just click on the upper navigation bar on marketing and you'll see very clearly um, a, a link that identifies itself as prospect list, find prospects. And then you're mainly just clicking on commercial. And after that, it's really just two steps. Um, you're going to want to uh, select your target geographic area, which could be your city, county, zip code. There's a multiple uh, different ways to kind of zero it down to the area that you want to focus on. And then the second step is really to select the target audience. And we really make it easy for agents because there is a dedicated navigation bar uh, for Focus Market Quick Pick, which I think is terribly helpful. If you click on that, you're going to get a drop down of which artisan contractors is one of the choices. And then from there, you can click further and dive down into landscape gardening. And that's where you're going to find landscapers. So really in about one or two minutes, you can download a prospect list uh, for landscapers in your desired geo-focused uh, market. Um, this is USA data, uh, which means that it is getting um, kind of scrubbed against our current client list. So you can be assured if you have accessed it, um, it's not going to contain any current clients. Um, marketing credits can be used um, to reimburse you for the cost of obtaining a list. And of course, you also have the option uh, once you have a list, if you want to go ahead and do uh, direct mailing to those folks. Uh, we have a postcard available for landscapers, a letter, contractor letter that can be, be used as an outreach effort. I also wanted to just hit on the fact that there's a few different associations for which uh, landscapers may be members. 
Um, I was able to identify Nursery and Landscape Association. There's a National Association of Landscape Professionals, um, a Contractors Association for Landscapers. And it looked like as I did some investigation, a lot of these have their directories online, uh, either free access or a very nominal charge. Um, and this may be another way for agents to identify uh, particular prospects in their area. And I think um, if you've got a landscaper that's taken the effort of joining a professional association, I suspect that's a pretty high quality uh, business owner. All right. And just so all the listeners know, on the landing page for this program, we will have links to everything that Janet discussed, anything that's discussed on this program. So it'll be a one stop. You won't have to go out there and search for it. So just go ahead and visit the same homepage that you access this program. Did you know that you have access to a library of multimedia content that covers a wide range of insurance topics and that it is totally free? Abby here reminding you that HPN University brings you a mobile compatible platform that features industry leading experts discussing topics for agents at any stage in their career. Visit the Education and Development page on Agent Central and select HPN University to learn more. So back to Sean. Um, Sean, you know, after we've, you've, you know, approached this client or went to them or decided to make a cold call or go up to him in person, um, you know, when we had spoke to you before and we were kind of talking through what we wanted to do here, you had talked to us about speaking the language of the contractor or of the landscaper. Can you expound upon that for us and kind of um, um, bring that in for the the listeners? Well, the language that I like to use, my father was a contractor. I grew up in a family of contractors as a kid. and every insurance agent out there will quote somebody. They'll always, I mean, they get asked a few times a year if they want a quote. I like to ask them if they want a bid. It's just a little different. They kind of get it and they understand that a, a bid is somebody's best shot at, at giving you a price. Like I said, every every insurance agent out there is offering a quote, offer them a bid. It, it just means something different to them. And I, I think they respond a little bit better to it than, than just hearing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, best case scenario would be you, you go approach them, you ask them if they're accepting bids on their insurance. They say, yes, I am. And you go through and you start preparing a quote. Um, but let's talk about the opposite. If you meet with somebody and they, they tell you they're not taking bids right now, or they're not taking quotes right now. Um, what is your next step after that objection? Uh, would you like me to follow up uh, next year when you are accepting them? And when you do that, what do you use to track that follow-up? Do you have a, a system that your office uses? There's no wrong way to do it. I mean, actually, there's another question that follows up. If they agree, yeah, go ahead, contact me next year. Other, other, you know, whether it is they don't want to talk to you on the phone right now, or they don't want to talk to you at that gas station at that job site, they're willing to get rid of you. Yeah, go ahead, contact me next year. When do you renew? When should I follow up with you? You know, I don't know when I renew. All right, well, is it snowing out? Is it sunny out? Are the leaves falling? Is stuff growing? Give me an idea. And if they tell you at least one of the four seasons, I don't know. Maybe they even know that they renew in March. Call them in January, about two months earlier. Sean, is there any time when you decide to, I'm not going to follow up with this guy anymore. I'm going to cut him loose. Is there any time that you that you make that decision? Um. If it gets too close to what I either know as their renewal or think their renewal might be, um, otherwise, wait till they tell you no. So and that, you don't have to think about it. They've told you no. Right. So at that point, you're not 
cutting them loose forever. You're just going to file them back in for the following year, correct? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not no, never. It's just no, not right now. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that, you know, this isn't something that needs to be overcomplicated. You might use your Outlook calendar. You might have an X dated file that you put it in that you access in that month. Um, some agents might have a CRM system that they're putting it in like Salesforce or or goldmine or anything like that. So there is no real wrong way to do it. I think that the message is just um, plan something to do follow up with these prospects, especially if you're approaching them in the busy season. Would you agree with that, Sean? Oh, absolutely. Find some sort of a plan and then work. So let's go back to Janet. So Janet, um, you know, when following up with these clients, what um, home office tools or maybe giveaways or anything do we have um, for approaching and following up? We've got a number of great logo promo items that I think really pertain to this um, type of business owner. So simple things like contractor pencils, which I think are always useful. Valerie's nodding her head, so she's agreeing with me. Um, things like a rain gauge. Uh, we've got a, a pocket-sized tape measure, which I'm sure would always be of use. Uh, of course, caps, small uh, memo books, things that are easy to um to pack along on the job site. But my personal favorite is our cooling neck wrap, which I think is relatively uh, new. So agents may not be that familiar with it, but it's something you basically soak in some water for 20 minutes and it'll cool those folks that are out working a landscaping project. And I think that would be uh, real appreciated. And again, it's logoed all around it. And uh, industry research has shown that a lot of these logo promo items people keep on their desk or are used for several months. So, you know, when we're talking about trying to keep in front of people that may have put you off or delayed you, um, something like this where you can drop it in the mail or stop by and, and drop it off uh, can hopefully keep your name in front of folks. Excellent. And we will go ahead and have links to those as well. So they'll be easy for you to find at the program landing page. So um, Sean, let's go into to meeting the prospect. So, you know, a lot of times in that first approach, you might go up to them. But if you did make a phone call and you were going to set up a meeting time to, to go get with them face to face, um, where would you typically do that at? Wherever they'd like. They're certainly welcome to come into the office. But um, again, a good number of my clients have never seen what the inside of my office looks like. And I think they prefer it that way. They've got lawns to mow. They've got mulch to spread. They've got you know, plantings. They've got plenty of stuff to do. Meet them out at a job site. Meet them at their shop if they have it. Um, I think a lot of them like you to come to them. Um, maybe they want to come in. Not, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, ask them, where would you like to meet? When would you like to meet? They'll tell you. So do you, do you, Sean, do you um, have like a kind of a canned elevator type speech or something that you use in these situations? Um, is there something that, that you like to say right off the bat or, or something that you find yourself saying repetitively um, when you meet with this type of a client? Nothing canned. And again, I reached out to some colleagues just to see if, if, if I was doing something vastly different. And, and there isn't much that can. Uh, there isn't a can that any one of us use. But what I found to be a common thread was just start asking them about their business. They're happy to talk about it. It's going to give you some insight. Um, also, to you know, to a man that I talked to, it was um, you know, if you can get declarations pages, it's a great roadmap to show you what they have for coverage. Ideally, you, you know, you're going to get an idea of what they're paying in premium. Um, but if you're asking for declarations pages, if you're asking them questions about their business, it'll, it'll, it'll give you some great insight as to the type of business that they, that they are, that they have, what they're looking to do, you know, ask them questions. And there's not many wrong questions to ask them. They'll happily talk about the business. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the American National Focus Markets Podcast. Join us next time when we will continue our discussion with Sean over gathering information and analyzing the situation. 